Drugs. Welcome to the Up for Discussion That's offensive. What? <laughs> <laughs> You're offensive, Tom. I know. Guys, Tim's back. Tim is back. We're so happy you're back. Welcome back, Tim. Guys, we're we're back on another brand new episode of Up for Discussion, the only podcast on the internet where we talk about the news and pop culture and social media and Tim's vacation. Yay. Definitely the only one where we talk about Tim's vacation. But yeah. we're not even talking about Tim's vacation. No, we're going we will, to talk though. about salient news topics. That sounds boring. Let's talk about Tim's vacation. <laughs> oh, I had a good vacation. I, before, but before Tim goes on, I would like to say that I'm really happy to have you back, Tim. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we, I missed that you. That other guy was just not, he didn't cut it. Yeah. Mike, Mike was great. <laughs> Mike and Julian were great. I would just say that last show, I can't exactly say that the last episode was off the rails because there were no rails to begin with. Ah, you were going off the yeah. rails on a crazy train. Oh, yeah. I'm a big fan of things going off the rails, but Simon's not. So I had a blast <laughs> last week. That's not, that's not exa- okay. I enjoyed last week. I don't want to say that I didn't enjoy it, but I am happy to have the proper format back. The mm. proper format. Proper. Wow. proper format. What a prescriptivist. Okay. Um, well, What'd I had a, yeah, my vacation was good. Your vacation I to went the Great to, Lakes. I went to all sorts of things. I went to Waterloo and I chilled with some physicists <laughs> and then I went to Burlington, Did Ontario. Did you go to the same Waterloo that Napoleon died at? Um, which Waterloo did Napoleon die at? The one in France. I'm pretty sure he died at a water park. Oh, yes. is that what that a is? A water park in France. Was he was water- he too short for the like? Was he below the line? It was the water in the, the toilet. S- it was the water loo, as opposed to the sand loos. Yes, the air loos. Sand loos. I don't know. I mean, what else are loos? I mean, there's water loos, air loos, sand loos, and fire loos. Yeah. Yes. And they used to live in harmony <laughs> <laughs> until the fire loos attacked. <laughs> also known as hemorrhoids. Ah, we talked hey! three weeks in a row. Yeah! Oh my god, guys, welcome to Up for Hemorrhoids. <laughs> Where's where's your brap up? Oh, give me a second. I just need up. I keep, telling, keep telling me a story. I literally just made that. Yeah, but I was better at it. See? Look how close to that I am. I am the uh, the sound effects. I can't look. I don't have synesthesia like you. Tim is a master Foley artist. Quat? Quat? Come quat? Quat? So yeah, Ontario and things. I went to a wedding. I danced. I, uh... Did you dance like no one was watching? No, lots of people were watching. But did you dance for- like no one was watching? I couldn't forget that no one was... People were watching. <laughs> there were... Like, probably no one was watching. No one D- really cares despite, about weddings. Despite Tim having the darkest skin in this room, he definitely is the whitest dancer of the three of us. I don't know, man. Have you seen me dance? Nope. You just don't dance, which is why you, That's you pretty don't white. qualify. That's pretty white. <laughs> That's about as white as it comes. I can only do, like choreographed dances that i've had time to learn right that's pretty fun actually that's like my favorite i mean i feel like people who are good at dancing are just doing that though like they've just taken the time to actually learn moves and Mm. practice them they've learned choreographies yeah Yeah, but i think i think they've also learned how to like do it on the fly too without a choreography Mm -hmm. yeah like once you know a bunch of choreographies you can like mix and match and whatever but Mm -hmm. i mean all i know how to do is step slightly to the left were there a lot of choreographers at your uh, conference? There were at least none. At least none? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how were your weeks, guys? Uh. Um. <laughs> Good answer. Wait, how long have you been gone? Two weeks. Two weeks. Um, I died. Oh? Yeah. Yeah. How? Um, Struck by lightning. Well, I was going to say sharks. 
<laughs> struck by sharks. I don't like to tell the lightning part of that shark story. Lightning. Well, sharks can sense lightning. So yeah, yeah. Just before you guys got here, there was like I think possibly a really really loud thunderclap. Yeah, yeah. there there there's been like a thunderstorm warning. Like, okay, we actually had like the perfect shower. It was really 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 intense. We took a rainy. shower together, mm. me yeah. and Simon. Yeah, but it was while in we the, were inside a bus in the outdoors. Hmm. How was it? It was good because we were in the bus for exactly the time that the shower took. Nice. Yeah, I I walked into the bus. I don't know when you walked in the bus, but I walked in the bus exactly as the shower started, <laughs> and then it ended about ten seconds before we left. Oh, the I bus. got like a little bit of rain on my face, which was kind of nice actually because the it's yeah. blisteringly hot here. When <laughs> I when I left my house this morning, it was like twenty nine degrees Celsius, which <laughs> is about a <laughs> thousand degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, pretty if much. I'm, if I'm doing the conversion correctly, and it's about seven thousand degrees Kelvin. Something no, like that. that's not how that. <laughs> it's, it's funny. I actually I was taking a shower until about five minutes before you guys got here, so we may have been showering at the same time. Wow. wow. Yep. I feel like wow. we have a connection. Wow. Wow. Do you wow. do you guys? Wow. Am I the wow. only one who like when it's wow. really hot takes wow. really really cold showers? Yeah, me too. I just did that. Isn't that great? Yeah, yeah. it's really good when you're really really hot or really really horny, and I was both. So I was like, well, I mean, I'm consistently at least one of them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm always really really hot. But I'm yeah, I am myself always very hot, but sometimes <laughs> I'm uh, usually horny. Sometimes the outside is also very hot. But when it's hot, I don't know. Usually what I do is I start it with a cold shower, but then at some point cuz I take long showers, like 5 minutes into it I'm like, "Oh, I'm cold now." And then I'll like slowly increase it back up to warm hmm. and then just end like a normal shower. I can't start cold. If I start it cold, it hurts me. Oh, that's the best part. I no. always start cold. No, I have to start like warm. And then, like, let it gradually hit me. I mm. start cold, and then I end up freezing. Oh, yeah, you have that, like, yeah. unbearably horrible, like, sensitivity to suddenly becoming changed in body temperature. I yeah. just have an unhorribly unbearable life. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess I wasn't here last week, but yeah. do you guys have anything to catch up on? Um... um. I'd me- I mean, we didn't really talk about anything last week, so there's no <laughs> <laughs> there's no real housekeeping to do. Yeah, no real housekeeping um, of Atlanta this week. So uh, Taylor, our fact checker, um, was mes- also on vacation. Messaged me. No, no, no. She she messaged me um, after last week's show and was like, "So I listened uh, to the show with Mike. I missed him, and that was all she said." Well, I mean, Mike is rad, though. We can't we I can't know, go knocking Mike. No, Mike, Mike is a wonderful, Mike wonderful, is wonderful guy. I know for for those for those of you who don't know I know I know Mike from school I've been going to school with him for about two years now and and he is fantastic he's beautiful he is great do I sound weird to you guys I sound weird to me well you sound weird to you because you're on a different microphone I am on yeah. a different microphone okay yeah so you're gonna that sound a little less bassy and a little more whatever that microphone sounds like yeah okay whereas now I have the golden voice yeah. it's true yes we've like, let you have the golden skin and the golden voice you're like Ron Burgundy do I get to do all the announcements now is this Burgundy is not a shade of gold. Ron, no, I was. That was a separate reference. (laughs) Burgundy is the best skin color, though. Ron, Ron Burgundy from Anchorman, guys. Do people have burgundy skin? Yes. Um, uh, Really? If you're really burned, it's like it's like a shade of red. If you're like a dark skinned person and then you get sunburned, isn't there that one character in like Guardians of the Galaxy? Okay, but Groot. we're saying real people. No, he's a tree. Chris he, Pratt. Some trees are yes. burgundy. There we go. Chris Pratt has oh, burgundy man. skin. Chris Pratt. Three weeks in a row. Hey. I don't know how many hey, weeks in a row hey, we've hey, talked hey, about Chris hey, Pratt. Hey, hey, oh. Probably all of them. I think I just... Taylor, we need you to fact check that for us. Tell fact us how many what? weeks we've talked about just, Chris Pratt. Just re-listen to all the, vo- the podcasts. <laughs> oh, man. You got nothing better to do, right? right? We should have her on the show someday. I mean, Taylor. if she ever wants to come up to Montreal... Chris Pratt? Chris... Yes. 
Chris Pratt. Tim, what's your story? Oh, <laughs> so... Uh, no, I mean about your vacation. You didn't oh, finish. Oh, my story... I, I mean, he said pretty much everything there was to say about it. I went on a vacation, and then there was people... Did you go swimming? There was physicists. Yeah, I went to the beach. Oh, there was like a... I went to the beach, and there was like this gigantic fish that just Whoa. was like swimming in the shallows. It was like a foot and a half long. And I spent like, it was going really slow. So I spent like 20 minutes like chasing it around <laughs> and trying to like grab it with my hands. Was it, was it slow enough for you to catch it? I grabbed it several times, but it's impossible to like hold onto a fish yeah, they're really with your slimy. hands they're really, underwater. Really and it was like, they're like powerful, right? Like it just, it wasn't like it was hurt or anything. It was just bored, I guess. Yeah. I'm like lazy and didn't feel like doing anything. But as soon as I grabbed it, it was like, no, forget this. <laughs> I could feel the wriggling, awesome power of fish muscle pulsating beneath my limbs. Fish muscle is my other band. Yeah. We play exclusively like German death metal. Hmm. Okay. We're doing all right. Yeah. We got a big following in Germany. No, mostly in rivers. But it's not it's not fish muscle as in the thing that makes them fish move it's like muscle as in the animal yeah, yeah. it's the fish claim. comma space muscle okay yeah. so it's a school of fish and then i am the one muscle oh yeah, yeah. that makes sense muscles are good I fish like are muscles. also good guys welcome to the latest segment of our show <laughs> muscles are good <laughs> simon what's your favorite muscle uh deltoid muscle yeah yeah which one is that i can't remember that's the one that's on the uh I uh, uh Taylor fact check that <laughs> I feel like having a fact checker is making you guys a lot lazier. I'm sorry. I I, 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 believe, I knew you didn't know which one it was, so I, I had to call your bluff. I believe I I'm like 90% sure that it's the one that's uh on the back of your shoulder like around your shoulder blade. I'm pretty sure that's where the deltoid is. The deltoid. Uh yeah, somewhere around like the deltoid is like the, there's the trapezius back there. And then yeah. there's a deltoid. I don't know which one is which. I think I think the trapezius is higher up, and the the deltoid is just below the trapezius. That sounds right to me. Yeah, just because Taylor, the, the, it sounds lower, like it's a lower sounding no, sound. No, because I studied deltoid. this. Like years trapezius ago. is like a high trapezius deltoid. It's like flying on a That's high. That's how trapezius. I naturally say them. Yeah, I think the traps are at the top, then your delts, and then your lats are like under those traps, delts, and lats, uh. and then your glutes mm. getting ripped with up for discussion. Yeah. Speaking of ripping, Tim, shred this floor. <laughs> Speaking of ripping, my story. favorite muscle is my sphincter. <laughs> That's is is yes. that a muscle? Yeah, yeah. Sphincters are all muscles. Wait, wait. And you've got like your, seven or eight sphincters. Ma- your mouth is. Tell me with your eyes. Yes. Which one is the sphincter? What? Which one is the sphincter? T- tell me with your. Eye. Okay, there we go. All right. <laughs> well, there's lots of sphincters. Like you, like your, there's your you've lips. got your ocular sphincters in your or pupillary sphincters or something there in your eyes your butthole and you've got your butthole but you've got like interior sphincters in like various points interior in sphincter is my middle name is my band name <laughs> <laughs> no, it's my middle name that's on record simon now simon <laughs> interior sphincter pelletier <laughs> i have no idea why i said that oh I, I meant band name okay. sometimes things and then you say them yep mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. sometimes i don't know where this sentence is going and i just hang on for dear life until it ends that's uh you stole that quote from tom we should make that a poster <laughs> oh man Does someone That'd be great. guys Let's make posters and sell them. Let's do it. <laughs> We're merchandise. Uh, by the time you're listening to this episode, there may be posters for sale. There won't be, but unless you're listening to <laughs> this in the far future, yeah, you never know. I mean, I know, I know people who are work. good at the the Photoshop. 
The I, Photoshop. The Photoshop. Are they like going to photoshops and perusing and yes. buying Guys, various photographs? These tomatoes are not shaped like cherry tomatoes. There are cherry tomatoes in front of us. Those aren't cherry tomatoes. What are they? Cherry tomatoes are look like cherries. Yeah. These, these are look like tiny little rugby balls. They, they almost look like, look like bell peppers. I think they're plum tomatoes. Oh. Plum they aren't shaped like plums either. No, they're they're shaped like <laughs> bell peppers, but like small. 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 Could you so, make a s'more with peppers? Gross. New so, episode, no episode of uh, your Hot Bites thing. Make s'mores with peppers. I'll do it. You heard it here first. And then you forgot it. But then so, you remembered it when you saw the video. I bought a cookbook a couple weeks ago, and it's really cool. I really, really like it. It's called The Great Cook. Mm-hmm. Okay. I forget by whom, but if you would like to cook, that's a good one to start with. Um, and there's a page in it that is entirely devoted to like eight or nine different kinds of tomatoes. Hmm. And that's like, yeah. Okay, let's see. You got your cherry tomatoes. You got your plum tomatoes. You got your s- Italian tomatoes. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. got your big, gigantic, like, steak tomatoes. Mm-hmm. But you got it's, your heirlooms. So, 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 yeah. yeah, so, sorry. It's the different kinds of heirloom tomatoes. Oh. Just entirely heirloom yeah. tomatoes. Wow. Yep. The heck is an heirloom wow. tomato? I did not know the existence of an heirloom tomato, tomato until I saw it. It's just that. a tomato that's been, like, passed down the generations. They're like, really, really <laughs> old tomatoes. How can tomatoes be older than, like, a season? Well, like, genetically. Like, they descended yeah. from Abraham. Okay, but all tomatoes descended from Abraham. Didn't you read the Bible? Oh, yeah. Father yeah. Abraham had many fruits. And many fruits had, had Father, Father Abraham. Abraham. And I am one of them. <laughs> and you are a tomato. So That's let's how the song praise goes. the Lord. With a salad. Whoa. No religious agendas on the podcast, oh, guys. Oh, sorry. Come let's on. all praise the science. Speaking <laughs> of science. <laughs> praise logic. Praise logic. Speaking of science. The water take, take gets us taken away. up to my mouth, take us away, and then Tim. I slurp it. Praise logic. Take us away, Tim. Tim, take us away. <laughs> <laughs> that did not go as planned. Take me. Take me away. What am I? Am I doing a? Am I doing my story? Tell yeah, us a story. <laughs> yes. So uh, my story is it's got and a thing. I'm sorry. I got to get it's back into the swing There's of this thing. Wow. There was a man. A mm-hmm. man. A man with a plan. What was his plan? A man, a plan, a canal, Panama. And his plan was to take a lawn chair and sit in it, and then to tie 100 helium balloons to that lawn chair, and then to soar above the clouds. Man, that's some Pixar shit. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a Pixar movie. Yeah. Did he succeed? This, well, that was with a whole house. This is just a that's lawn true. chair. This guy's a little And it was definitely more than 100. Balloons. Yeah. Because it was, like I said, it was a whole house. Also, you... Like, there's no way that would work with a house. If you tried to pick up a house by its roof, it would just yeah. It would just but also, apart. like, like you just lose the roof. Yeah. yeah. The, the the thing That's that makes the do. house go up is when he releases the balloons, which presumably means like I don't understand how it would have not gone up before the balloons were released. Were they, the roof. Well, no, the house was tied right? down, wasn't it? Didn't he have like the house secured down, and then he like I don't remember. yeah yeah, but the balloons Taylor, were all on his roof. This? The balloons yeah. are all in his roof, and then he opens the roof, and the balloons are able to fly freely. Yeah. Oh, shoot. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That's, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. No. Anyway, well, you so- know what, guys? That just goes to show that up is not the most science. But dogs do love you if they can talk and if they Hi don't. There. I wonder uh, about that. What? You don't think dogs love? I have no idea, right? Like, they seem to exhibit I traits am, that we associate with affection. I'm, I'm certain yeah. they love. But, I'm certain that, yeah. that animals are capable of love. Like, you seem to exhibit traits that I associate with affection sometimes, but I don't know if you love. I don't. Okay. Well, that solves that. I love nothing and nobody. It makes life easier. But that might be what a dog said, but would it be true? 
Mm. Bark. <laughs> so anyways, this guy this guy was in Calgary. His plan was to like go up on this lawn chair with hundreds of helium balloons and then to like skydive down onto the Calgary Stampede. And he was going to do this to, like, promote his company or whatever. Yeah, did, something didn't like he have, a, like, a, like, a cleaning company? Like a cleaning business, yeah. Um, anyways, he missed he missed his landing. He uh, <laughs> he sprained his ankle, but he's otherwise okay. That's it? That's all, that's all he, that happened? He did. No, he actually planned it fairly well. He did skydive. Um, and now okay. he's being fined $20,000. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> because you can't just go up in a helium balloon into, like, public airspace where there's, like, jets and stuff going around like yeah. i'm sure he got spotted by all the airlines I, and stuff I, and I, like, met, I i read that story too and he mentioned in a in an interview with i think cbc where he was like yeah when i was up there i saw a 757 fly below me it was yeah. pretty great it's like uh if that 757 had been a little higher you might have you might have been a gigantic eagle in a jet engine you yeah. would have died the strange thing is this isn't this isn't the first time that someone's done this no eh? this has happened before yeah, and this like at least this time was planned. Like the first time, there was this guy who strapped like fifty-five weather balloons to his lawn chair, mm-hmm. and he he like had it tied this was down. Like so in it, the 90s, I yeah, think. so he didn't yeah. think what would happen. But then he cut the rope holding him down, and instead of like gently floating upwards, he just like shot, shot up crazy fast huh. until he was at like airline cruising altitude, like twenty thousand feet. Wow! And then he was like, "What the hell do I do?" Because I. Think- I I think he had a pellet gun. He had him. a pellet gun, and then he shot, like, three balloons and dropped his gun. <laughs> 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 and, and eventually, I think he did He did eventually start descending because, mm-hmm. like, helium escapes from balloons. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but then I think he got fined something like $100,000. Because balloons 000. are kind of jerks, and helium doesn't <clears throat> want to stay with balloons. Yeah. <laughs> really, so, really, this is a story about helium empowerment. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's a story about a guy in a lawn chair. Do you think you, if there was like no lawns, no no lawns against, <laughs> if there were no lawns against lawn chair helium balloon flying, mm. would you guys do it? No. Mm. I might. Yeah? I might do it. I, okay, I think I would do it, but I would um like make sure that, that the lawn chair is tied to the ground somehow so that I don't float off. But super, then super you're not high. flying. You're just in a lawn chair no, that's kind of high up. I, no, it wouldn't be like kind of high up. It would be like really high up. I'd make it go like higher than my house. So then you've just got this rope tying you to the ground. Yes. And then what? You just sit up in your high lawn chair? Yeah. Hmm. That'd be great. I, would I love mean, that. I guess, but you could also just put a lawn chair like on top of an apartment building. Oh, Tom is adjusting My his microphone. apologies, but I got tired of leaning. I'm I mean, just going to chill over like, here. Because I don't want to end up getting lost up in the airstream, hmm. right? I want to... I, I I just want the altitude. You get caught up in the jet stream and then suddenly yeah. you're like way over the Atlantic somewhere. Yeah, that would mm. be the worst thing. Yeah, that would suck. But you could just like, <clears throat> you could just do like a controlled amount of flight, right? Like you could just fly like 10 feet off the ground and chill for a bit. Mm, how? Well, okay. I don't know. The You'd... same fucking way that you're using helium <laughs> balloons to get into the jet stream. It seems slightly easier to go 10 feet, doesn't it? No, so... the problem is like if you, if you want to go 10 feet, you have to balance it perfectly, right? You need like enough weights that you have like the helium balloon is a, as yeah. it bounces the weights but then if you want to go higher you drop one weight and you don't just go up like a little bit you just keep going up oh. so like what oh, it, until it equalizes which is like thousands of feet up so right. either you're probably going to fall like if you ever tried it when there's like a helium balloon that doesn't have much helium in it yeah try to get it to like balance in the air i mean because i've i've seen i've seen he- helium balloons that have been really old and like the they've they've been maybe about five inches above the above the ground yeah and you, you like you could just do that but at a you know 
Or like you take a, a full helium up. balloon and you try you try to like attach like a little weight to it and like keep it balanced. It's really hard. Like either they go up or they go down. Guys, Anyways. like many things in life, you either go up or you go down, but you're always there. Yeah. Tom, Praise logic. No talking about your sex life. Ooh. I'm just going to lean over here and get another tomato and just, just squash change it. the subject. Would, Tim, would you do it? What? Would you do it? We're if talking was, about your sex life. If there was, if there I was would not no, do my own sex if life. If there was no law about lawn chair ballooning, would you do it? Hmm. I. There's a lot of like possibilities for death is the thing. Like, yeah. like it would be fun. But at the same time, like I don't know how much 100 helium, like... Like big helium, like these were like two meter wide helium balloons. These aren't like really, little really helium balloons. Hmm. Um, I don't know how much that costs, but I imagine it's like less costly than going skydiving. So hmm. like, I feel like maybe I would just Unless do that. Unless you but like own a helium tank, which I can't imagine would be. Oh, you can. That oh, it's not the helium expensive. that is expensive. It's the balloons. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, have you ever bought balloons? <laughs> that shit's yes. expensive. I, mean, I went I, to the dollar store the other day, and they were charging two dollars for a pack of balloons. How you many know. balloons? How many there? balloons? It was like ten balloons. And that was that's like probably like you need like a hundred yeah. amount of rubber from those balloons that's to make like one big balloon. Twenty cents per balloon. Twenty cent. No. Yes. For ten balloons for two dollars? Yes. Oh, Simon. Yeah. I can do that. <laughs> Whoops. But I mean, it would be fun, right? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I feel like. I think it would I, be an adventure. I think if if you could manage to control it, control it, control <laughs> it in San Diego. <laughs> if you could manage to control it, I think it would be really fun. Like I definitely, I want to fly. That's like one of my primary aims mm-hmm. in life is to figure out a way to fly. But ballooning is like it's kind of the lame kind of flying because like <laughs> most of flying it's it's about like the the moving through space really yeah. fast and like swooping and I don't know. One thing I would love to do is go on a hot air balloon. Oh. I I would I would really 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 love that. If anyone out there listening has a hot air balloon, Simon would like to go in it with you. Let us know in the comment. In the single comment. The one? I mean, one the we don't get any comments on this, so if they let us know in a comment, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's probably the going to be the only like, one. I'm uh, this this summer I'm going to be going to the Grand Canyon and the Grand Canyon oh. has like a ton of varied kinds of tours and one of them is a hot air balloon tour. Hmm. And I was, t- I'm going to be going with my family and I was talking to my parents about doing that. And they were like, yeah, that costs like $800. So like, no treat yourself. Yeah. Uh, life ain't living. No. If you ain't living it. Uh. Go on. <laughs> now it's time for a different subject. Now it's time for a different subject. This is the part of the show where we change the subject. Tom, Tom what you got for us? What's your story? Whoa. Plot twist. So, <clears throat> Actually, no. It's it's that's not a plot twist. That's just no. It's a plot. Didn't you hear him? It's a plot twist. Plot, plot twist. Plot twist. Um. So some of y'all might have seen this BuzzFeed article that went up on the internet. Did it go viral? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I, I would say it did. Mm. Um. And it's just called "What is privilege?" What? Um, how, how do they spell the? Wh- uh. Is it is it just a pig nose emoji? I'll and spell. I'll like, get. I'll get real close and spell it out for you. W, H, A, T, space, I, S. <laughs> sorry, I this is not a good bit. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was I was really looking forward to you saying space again, so I could add 
the final frontier. <laughs> we uh, were looking for ways to make it funny. We had your back, but you cut it off. It's yeah. okay. It's okay. Um, I've cut my back off on more than one occasion. What so, is privilege? So, so they made this video. Now, I didn't watch the video because I ain't got no time to play games <laughs> with you. But uh, the concept of it is essentially that uh, they had a list of questions and a bunch of folks standing on a line, in a line, yeah. uh, and they would say stuff like, if your parents worked nights and weekends to support your family, take one step back. Or if you're able to move through the world without fear of sexual assault, take one step forward. Uh, and at the end of this video, presumably everybody's in different places on the line and yeah. realizes that, oh shit, like privilege isn't a yes or no thing. Um, discuss. Um. What do you mean? What do you mean? <clears throat> what do you mean by privilege is not a yes or no thing? Well, so I think that it's really easy to just look at every like, like non-poor white person who is male in North America and also straight and say, yeah, you're privileged. You don't have any problems. Right. But like, I am all of those things and I don't have a father and I grew up not with a very much money in my life and I have struggled with depression and dropped yeah. out of school and stuff. So like, I would say that, yeah, I, I maybe have some privilege, but I definitely also have some, like, not privilege. Yeah. yeah. The weird thing about that exercise is the fact that it's, like, a line. Yeah. Like, that's what's kind of yeah. that's kind of weirds me out, because, like, I don't know. I would want it to be some sort of hyper-dimensional graph, but right. I don't think it would, like, obviously it wouldn't be very... Like, what, what does the line represent? Is it, like, how easy it is for you to live? Like, is that is that sort of the concept? No, I think it was more just that they wanted to show people that, like, you know, if you're if you if you're close to the middle of where you started, right, you have like a fairly neutral amount of privilege or whatever. Mm -hmm. Okay, and then if you're further back, it's like, oh yeah, look at all these people who are ahead of me in life as a result of the privileges that they have. Yeah. And if you're further in front, you're like, wow, I can't really see all these people who are back there who have all this stuff. Maybe I should turn around and look at them. Right. I just got something slightly deep out of a video I didn't watch. <laughs> Boom. Bam. Wow. You're yeah. good at thinking on the fly about yeah. deep stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's it's true, right? Like, there's a lot of different components of your life you have to look at. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, for sure. Like, you can be a straight white guy, but also be depressed. Or you can, you know, you can be a poor Mexican immigrant, but also be super smart and have wealthy parents or something. Mm -hmm. Um yeah. Yeah, it's definitely important to keep all those things in mind, and that's like the concept of intersectionality, mm -hmm. right? Define intersectionality. It's like the idea that you, you know, you can't look at everything as separate things. Like you can't, it, it's not going to do any good if you're studying a person and you only consider one thing at a time, and you're like, oh, well, you're, you know, you're foreign, so that means this, and then you apply everything about foreignness to that person, and then you go right. on to the next thing. You need to look at all those things together because... Mm -hmm. Those things sort of all interplay. Um, yeah. Well, it's interesting because it. I think it. It says a lot about the need for empathy. Yeah. <clears throat> in the way that yeah, we interact with each other, and like, I was talking with my employee about this the other day about how like, one of the biggest things that we have to do as people is learn how to empathize with each other. Like, we need to learn mm -hmm. how to say like, okay, well, I don't have that problem, but it doesn't mean that problem's not legit. So let's talk yeah. about it and, you know, let me try to understand where you're coming from mm -hmm. so that I can love you better so that I can do things to, you know, show that I'm with you, even though I, you know, yeah. don't actually have to deal with that. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I think, I think that along those lines, it can be really easy to 
you know, if, if you were to look at people at the at the front of that that line in the in the mm-hmm. video to be like, oh, well, they've got all the, all the privilege. So like their problems aren't really real problems. And I think that that is just as wrong right. as, as ignoring the problems of privileged people just because you do not experience them. Mm-hmm. Well, but it is, I mean, it is the, the line does say something, right? The line definitely does say something and they have fewer mm-hmm. problems, but the problems they do have are still problems. I think like the, the whole sort of first world problems thing mm-hmm. um, is funny sometimes, but, but also, also somet- diminutive. I've, I've seen people use it on other people and people... <clears throat> pardon me people use it on themselves as well to be like oh yeah like i've got all of these 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 things going on but you know first world problems and mm-hmm. i'm like these are difficulties yeah. these are hard things that you're I, I realize that you know you're not you're not worried about you know being harassed when you're in the streets or you're not worried about you know the police accusing you of things that you haven't done just because of the way that you look but the mm-hmm. things that you're going through are still real and the things that that you know minorities and people who aren't as privileged as you are that is real too all mm-hmm. problems are real problems that need to be addressed and recognized that way yeah absolutely yeah. that's it well because yeah like i think i i mean again i didn't watch the video but like i'm assuming that nobody got to the very very front without ever having to take a step back i don't know mm-hmm. how many people were there in the sample i don't fucking like, know like 10. <laughs> the line makes I it think. look like there's 10 in the thumbnail yeah. of the video that i didn't watch <laughs> okay I mean, the, I mean, yeah. the, the like, but the, I mean, the thing about that line, right, is that the, the line, the line is like the measurement, right? Yeah. Like everybody has tons of problems that didn't make it onto that line. Oh, totally. You know? Yeah. And like, what really sucks is for, for someone, you know, like if you, if you consider someone at the back of the line and you say like, oh, well, those are your problems and you don't think further than that, that's also really dangerous too, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know that person has all yeah. has all the same problems as well as the person on the front yeah. of the line right mm-hmm. it's not like they're they don't have like heartbreak and like yeah. struggling with their exams and whatnot but right. on top of that they've got all this other stuff they have to deal yeah. with that's like <laughs> For sure. to do with their class and their race and their sexual orientation and their yeah. gender and all this stuff yeah and i think that like when i was reading the article i also read the questions without seeing the video, but I kind of got a sense of what the video would be like. Um, I noticed that like, were I there, I would have taken a lot of steps forward and not very many back. Mm -hmm. And then I started to be like, wow, like, you know, and obviously I know that I'm privileged, but this made me sort of understand on just how many ways. But then I realized that like, you know, I, I also had, like you said, Tim, problems that didn't really make it there. Like when Mm -hmm. I was bullied through the majority of my high school, I did not have a good self image or self esteem. And like, you know, and and anybody who would say like, well, you're white and straight, and you don't don't have to worry about being harassed when you're walking alone at night, so those problems aren't a big deal. Like, I would like that. That would break my heart. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. like the world is not a utopia. No, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we're, we're all, and I think, like that's that's why I was wondering what you know what this line is supposed to measure too, right. because yeah. I wonder, like I'm sure in some ways it like it definitely correlates with like peace of mind and happiness yeah. but on the other on the other hand like some of the most unhappy people are the people who are like super rich <laughs> yeah. right. and like ha- like Definitely. have everything in life and they're yeah. just like this this sucks and i'm not yeah. happy because yeah. at a certain point like you know money does mm. sort of buy security and happiness up and up mm. to a point um the graph I've, there's been studies on this the graph sort of yeah. decouples at like $65,000 for a household or so yeah. Really? Like after, yeah it's about after that that like if you are like a reasonably mm-hmm. smart person, you can like manage your finances mm-hmm. and like have a pretty good standard of living. Sixty five thousand like, though, that seems really low. Yeah, like I've I've heard it even like lower than that, like like thirty thousand. If you something. make more than that, 
if you, you stop make, being able to be happy? No, if you make that's more, terrifying. No, if you make more than that, making more than that doesn't make you any happier. Like that's the point oh, at which okay. like yeah. money stops being able to buy you happiness. And then, okay. but I think what happens is that after that, like people who make like ten times that or like twenty, like a hundred times that they still think that they should be 20 or 100 times happier. And it's right. that like yeah. psychological game of like, why am I not so much happier than everybody else because yeah. I have everything? Right. And then that like destroys you. It's, it's really interesting that you bring that up because just the other day I was talking to um, my family and some friends about this book that some of us read called The Geography of Bliss, which was written by this uh, NPR journalist who took, I don't know how long, but like he, he went around the world to try to find the happiest and least happy place in the world. And one of the least happy places was Qatar, which is this like Middle Eastern country that is one of the richest countries in the world because it, just, it is just entirely populated by oil barons. It's just a bunch of people who own a ton of oil mm. um, and they're incredibly unhappy. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean... You know, there's there's obviously a lot of factors in there, but like one of the things is that like they none of the like Qatar natives work. They have to, um, I don't want to say import people, but they have to bring people in mm-hmm. to do the work that they don't want to do, and so like they're bored all the time and they're just not happy. <laughs> Yeah, see, I that's mean, like that's one of those like <laughs> hyper privileged problems, but it's still like it's still, it's still a legit, a legit problem. problem. Yeah, yes, exactly. it's like for them, that's like that's like a shitty thing that they have to deal with is that like, God damn it. Like our lives are like pretty good, but we're not happy. And yeah. I'd say like, I would rather have problems and be happy than have like no problems and be unhappy. I don't know. Yeah. 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 I mean, the thing is like, like they're, they're, tra- it's, be- it's sort of being self trapped, right? Mm-hmm. Like you don't have to deal with that problem. Right. Yeah. You have the option of going and doing something and not being bored yeah. and like, mm-hmm. you know, giving away all your money and working or something. But yeah. like, if you believe that this is the life you're supposed to be happy in, then, you know, you, you're just like, there's something wrong with, with me or with this, right? And you don't think about switching your situation. What you do instead is you, you know, you go and start taking drugs or whatever mm-hmm. and, yeah. you know, or develop a gambling problem or like something that's mm-hmm. going to make you like, oh, this is what I can do to be <laughs> yeah. as happy as I'm supposed yeah. to be. And then that's But also, I, like, when you're when you're really, really rich, you, in a sense, kind of become really, really powerful. And the stakes in your <laughs> life, like, S-T-A-K-E-S, not, like... I mean, the stakes, the, E-A-K-S, become be so much more delicious. <laughs> but the, the, the stakes of your problem, in a sense, kind of become a lot, a <laughs> lot higher. Yeah, well, like, but that's, that's, that's the interesting thing about being rich, right? So let's say you make... I don't know. You make your first billion dollars. Yeah. Right. People do this on the reg. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> so let's take Drake for instance. Right. He's got two mortgages, thirty million in total. He's making money. He's got money. If he wanted to, he could just stop doing that and live like a comfortable life forever. He'd be yep. fine. Yep. Get a normal job, whatever. Maybe not even have to. He could retire now and just be yeah. fine. Yeah. But the thing is, when you get into that space of making a certain amount of money you get used to having to have to make that amount of money, right? Mm -hmm. And so even for me, like I've noticed people are like, oh, do you ever want to go back to school? And I'm like, nah, man, I got to keep working forever. I'm not making millions. I could go back to school. I would probably be fine. But I've already locked myself into this mental space of like, no, this is what I do now. This is like, Mm -hmm. if I stop making this amount of money, things are going to get worse in my life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's not inherently true. Like Mm. they might be slightly difficult when I first transition out of it or whatever, but Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, man. Drake could stop making ridiculous amounts of money and still be okay. The world would miss him, though. The world. It's, but it's oh, really yeah. I mean, <laughs> he better not. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It's really hard to, like, downgrade your life, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, th- thinking about it objectively, the stakes are, 
Like the stakes in some sense are ludicrously lower if you're super yeah. rich because you can lose like 99% of your money and you will still be like able to live, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas if you're, you know, super poor, then you, you know, mm-hmm. some random credit card bill comes in that you weren't expecting and all of a sudden it's like, oh, I'm going to like lose my house and not be able yeah. to eat and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's, it's so weird though. Yeah. The way that like, I guess it's, it's. Like, humans just adapt. We just, whatever it is that we're living, we just, like, keep that in our heads. It's like, mm-hmm. this is what I'm supposed to be doing because I guess it's sur- I've survived with it so far. So, like, this is what I have to keep doing. Yeah. Huh. Guys, welcome to the latest segment of our show. What do you keep doing? I Seriously, keep- I want to know. Like, what's something that you think that you have to do and are doing as a result? I keep playing the ukulele. So... Um, this is about to get real personal. Yeah, go for it. Um, but for a really, really long time, uh, and still, still kind of now, I'm. I didn't want to chew my tomato straight into the <laughs> mic, so okay. I leaned over. Tom, Tom was <laughs> leaning over and seemed to be looking really intently at the couch. I but... thought that I wasn't looking, and I thought that Simon was just like super <laughs> hesitant to say whatever no. he was saying. So it's gonna get real personal. <laughs> <laughs> So for a really long time, um, I kind of believed that the only way that I could show my love for people and the way that, and, and the only way for people to understand that I love them was to do things for them and to be there for them and to give myself up mm. for them. And for a while, that wasn't a huge deal, right? Like, it, you know, I, I would get a little, a little tired, but like mainly it wasn't a very, very big deal until, um, the fall of last year when like a lot of stuff started happening at the same time. And I basically almost burned myself out because mm. I, I believed and I, I did not understand that I could not be everybody's rock that mm-hmm. I needed. And like, I would, you know, make a new friendship. And then like, if, if people started to trust me, I'd be like, I need to like, I need to uphold this trust. Like it, it is, it's, if I tell them that I can't be that person for them, they will think that I don't love them and they will think that I'm not their friend and they will be angry at me. And that's not true. Like if, you know, if, if I, if, if I just like distance myself a little bit to take care of myself, my friends will understand, Mm -hmm. but I didn't know that. And even if people told me that in my mind, I'd be like, no, I can't like, that's, that's just not, that's not how things work. That's not how I work. And it took me basically almost burning out and failing my semester for me to realize like, okay, I really need to stop. Hmm. And, and it's, it's a hard thing to acknowledge and it's a hard thing to reverse, but I'm in the process of it. And I think I'm, I think I'm, I think I'm doing better. I think hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm working there. That's yeah, yeah. cool. I think I, I've done that a couple of times in the past. I, I feel like my solution has been like, I'll like get to a point where I'm overwhelmed by all my responsibilities and then I'll just like rage quit (laughs) and just like drop five or six different things. And like, I'm, and if I was good at it, then I would do it in a very tactful way. (laughs) Like, I'm sorry guys. Like, I hope you understand and like, you know, try to do it. But often what I do is I just like shut off my phone and curl up into a ball and like stop talking to anybody you guys might have experienced this (laughs) no never (laughs) yeah so i think like i don't know i I still sort of waffle back and forth on that actually because i I feel like i have a cycle where i sort of quit a whole bunch of things and i'm like okay i'm good for a while and then i have all this free time yeah (laughs) and then maybe like whatever crisis it was sort of goes away and i solve that one thing that had kind of pushed me over the edge and then it's like okay well i can you know i can start 
doing things and then mm-hmm. I start doing some things and then I think, oh, I can do more things and then it builds and then mm-hmm. another crisis hits and I'm like, ah, and I rage quit again. So, yeah, yeah that's something that I guess I keep doing. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I'd like to figure out how to get out of that. I One, one of my um, professors at, at school who like really helped me out with that in the, when I was um, almost burning out, he told me that um, a lot of people will like take a break in vacation, uh, like go on a vacation to decompress. Mm-hmm. And he feels like with artists, it's the other way around where they need to take a vacation to recompress yeah. because they will like spread themselves thin, have like 15 projects at the same time and that exhausts them. And when they take a break, they need to just stop doing a lot of things and just, you know, do, I don't know, take care of themselves and, and yeah, recompress as opposed to like decompress. Whereas, you know, maybe if you're, if you're, I don't know, like a business person you're working (laughs) (laughs) my glasses just hit hit the thing um you know you're you're working on the one thing and you're you're like sort of you're getting all like curled up and a little ball of stress inside you and you need to like let that go whereas for like us artists we can tend to do so many things at the same time that we need to stop doing so many things us artists us Mm. artists welcome back to we three artists oh yeah man man I'm just so tired of not making money. <laughs> we three this has been We Three Artists. <laughs> um, speaking of making money, uh, a quick sidebar to remind you to go on the iTunes and uh, rate and review the show. Please rate and review the show. It's super important. It's the only way that new people can find out about us and also share it with your friends if you like it. Drop us a notes on the things and uh, Twitters and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. What about um, you, Tom? What's the, the thing that you keep doing? So I definitely have struggled with that as well. That mm-hmm. whole thing of like, oh, I'm just going to take on 100 projects right now mm. because I think that's part of how I cope with my depression is by like, you know, not having time to be bored and think mm-hmm. about things. Right. Um, and also just because I'm kind of a type A person who likes to be always working on something and like, you know, trying to push things forward and accomplish goals or whatever. Um and yeah, I definitely have gotten to the point where I get burnt out really easily, sort of because I commit to a lot of projects and then I also try to commit to a lot of people at the same time. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, shit, everything's going to hell. <laughs> um, so the way that I have kind of dealt with that is by getting to a point where like I had to tell myself recently, it's OK to spend time with people when you're not working on something with them, um, because I sort of reached a point where the only time I was actually seeing people apart from like Sunday morning at church for like a few hours was if I was working on something with them. And that's like... Yep, recognize that's, that. Yeah, that's like emotionally exhausting. And so now I'm like, okay, yeah. at least once a week, you need to just like hang out with someone who you're like... Maybe it is someone you're working on something with. Like I would hang out with you guys, for instance. Yeah. But like, we're not podcasting. We're just going to fucking chill. We're going to eat some pizza. <laughs> we're going to drink some beers. Well, you guys will drink some beers. I'll drink some water. Yeah. And then we'll just fucking relax. Lukewarm room temperature water. Oh, man. You could do that. That'd be good that's for you. That's my favorite thing in the world. But yeah, so I realized that like... It's. It wasn't for me a matter of reducing the amount of stuff I'm doing, but just making sure to also take some time to intentionally rest. Right. Right. And I think that that's like, that's that biblical concept of the Sabbath, right? Like, yeah. that's not there as a specific, like, you need to relax on a specific day of the week constantly. Like, it's, 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 you know, it kind of comes across as that, but I think it, the attitude behind it is more one of like, actually, you need to take time to just fucking chill. <laughs> because these days are for work and then this day is for relaxing. It doesn't need to be a specific yeah. day of the week. You just need to make sure that you're disciplining yourself to like 
I'm going to spend time resting. I'm going to spend time alone or I'm going to spend time with people, but doing something that's not stressing you out and that's not actually serving any purpose except for well-being. Mm -hmm. I think it's important as an artist to sort of obey that urge because I at least I I feel like I get an urge to um, like to do that, to just Mm -hmm. like stop and hang out with people Mm -hmm. and either I can choose to ignore it. Or I can like actually stop and yeah. and I feel like if I if I ignore it then that's when I start like freaking out and burning myself out. Yeah. But I think I think there's also an urge in reverse that I find as as like an introvert where I'm hanging out with people and all of a sudden I'm like I really I really want to be home working right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. And so it's it's tough because often like I'll I'll get that urge to go and hang out with someone and then like two hours will pass and I'm, and suddenly my brain will switch and it'll go yeah okay that's enough. <laughs> like actually I really miss working. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well I think yeah. it just kind of comes like I think in those situations it's okay to listen to your body as well, right? It's yeah. okay to be like, well okay, I'm tired of people. I'm going to go not be with people now. Mm-hmm. Like I think I mean, you know, you have to put it nicely to them. You can't just be like, "Hey guys, fuck y'all. I'm out of here." <laughs> but like, you know, you can just be like, "Hey, uh I'm really exhausted. I think I'm going to go home and get a little bit of work done and then pass out. Mm-hmm. They don't need to know that you're going to work for the next eight hours. I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> technically you'll be getting a little bit of work done yeah. and then passing out. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it's just, you know, it's a, it's all up to just like listening to what your body is saying and mm-hmm. like actually doing it. And like yeah. recognizing that you're, you're allowed to do that. Yeah. Cause I yeah. feel, I feel like often if I, like if I don't want to still be hanging out with people, like the only legitimate excuse is like I'm exhausted and I need to go to bed or something. But actually, that's not why I want. I just, yeah. I just like wanna, I, it's, it's very easy yeah. to forget that friends will understand. Yeah, yeah. and like I've like uh, again, I found myself doing that a lot. I'm like, oh, like I already said that I would go to this thing, but I'm feeling like really exhausted and I, like just like emotionally exhausted because of like whatever. And I'll be like, no, but I have to go because I said that I would, and then I do, and it's fun. But then I feel like I haven't rested yeah. and, I, mm-hmm. and then like I'm tired and then I pass out, but I have to wake up the next morning and I didn't, I don't feel rested. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, when you do that too much. You end up like resenting the people that exactly. you're with too. Yeah. Exactly. So. Yeah. Man, deep. That got deep. deep. I feel like we need, we need like an armpit fart break to Man, you know, I moved my, I moved my rap air horn slut. Airhorn app to the front page of my apps on my phone so that I can just get it really quickly, but I never think to like have it open during the podcast, you so really we can just should. go like that. Okay, here's that is a good segue to something that I've been thinking for a long time. This is not my story, but something that I've been thinking. You know that the, taking extra time. The, Bear in mind, we've got about ten minutes. I'll I'll make it quick. You know the 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 control center, the thing that like on on your iPhone that you can just slide up. Totally. You should be able to control what apps are there. Mm, yes, sir. There's right? no there's no apps there. Yeah, there are. Yeah, there's check what? it. I got a flashlight. I oh. got a compass. I got a calculator, and I've got like, my camera. Oh, that's true. I never even thought about those as apps. Isn't it a compass? It's a clock. It's a clock. Oh, I've never opened it. I just assumed it was a compass. <laughs> compass. <laughs> well, it looks like one, doesn't it? That's true. You should. But I mean, yeah. I was just I was even astonished on the iPhone when I realized that you could change what little icons were at the bottom, like constantly yeah. available. <laughs> that blew my mind because I just opened someone else's phone and I was like, these aren't. <laughs> Those aren't the you ones I have. Them? How did they do that? Uh, yeah. Anyway, Baby boy's so still on his four. My okay. story now. <laughs> Simon got a story. So, those of you who know me know that I went to high school. What? Yes. I didn't know that. I also um, 
go to university at this, right now. I went to Sajip in between. But one one thing that um, my high school and my university have in common is that they were they both had establishments uh, built out of religious buildings. So my high school was like a sort of a repurposed seminary. Okay. And Concordia University uses the Grainons building as a, a, a dormitory. A the, the what building? They're the gray nuns building. The nu- the the gray, uh, gray nuns, nuns ah, that are gray. The building of the nuns that are gray. Yes. Not the nuns building that is gray. Okay. Yes. I Although is it is it gray? I've never looked at it. The building? Yeah. Yeah. It's made out of stone. Okay. So it is the gray gray nuns building. Yeah. Okay. Go is on. Is there uh, another gray nun? <laughs> so uh, this this is partially why I I enjoyed this story is because I'm I I have a personal connection with refurbished religious institute or religious buildings. Um, so there is a, uh, a, a convent, uh, somewhere in, in the general LA area. In the general LA area. Yeah. That is owned by the sisters of the Immaculate Heart of Mary. And the traveling pants. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, oh and they, there's like, there's five of them left. Five of them, and it, it was something similar to the Green Nuns too, where there was like two or three of them left. There's just, five sisters or yeah, five yeah. convents. No. <clears throat> so five nuns. sisters, nuns. Okay, sisters. Yes, big left family within like, with, you know, within the convent. Sound of music. Yeah, okay. and so um, the the building being very large and not very used was sort of up for sale. I mean, it literally was up for sale, and one of the buyers was Katy Perry. What? How many people yeah. bought it? Cool. So it sounds like a scam. If many people bought this house, or building. I think I think, oh. I think he meant like potential buyers. Potential buyers. Yes, <laughs> potential buyers. <coughs> yes, one of the potential buyers was Katy Perry. Okay, did she um, succeed? Uh, it's still, it, it's still up for discussion. Whoa! Uh, this is like the third time I've done this. I think I, know. I need to just keep that app. Open. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um. So. She, you know, a, a lot of these nuns hadn't actually really heard of Katy Perry. Like, they knew the name, but they Was it, know. like, really cloistered? Like, like was it, is it like one of I'm, these places? Because there are, there the are places, like, there are nunneries where the nuns literally never leave and, like, have no windows. And, yeah. And, like, don't know the I don't think this is it. There's one, like, in the heart of, I think it's London or something. Mm. It's, like, right in the heart of London, but, like... For all these nuns really know, they could be like in the middle of the countryside, hmm. right? Really so they um, they they didn't really. I, I assume it's not that because after they heard that Katy Perry wanted to buy and that she was a superstar, they they looked her up on okay. the internet and uh, <laughs> quoting Sister Rita Callanan uh, when she told the Los Angeles Times, "Well, I found Katy Perry and I found her videos, and uh, if it's all right to say, I wasn't happy with any of it." <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a nunly Shit. response. <laughs> what a very nunly response. So, that's kind of diplomatic. and just throws just enough shade on there. <laughs> I wasn't happy. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So um, Katy Perry heard about this and she, she you know, I, I, I don't know exactly what her motives were. I think she, uh, it sounds like she, maybe she wanted to turn it into a home or I'd imagine that like it could make a pretty, pretty sweet studio. Yeah. I was going to say like Arcade Fire has that church, right? Do they? <clears throat> They have Don't a they? church. Arcade Fire, like I'm pretty sure Arcade Fire bought a church and they then like turned it into arcade. a studio. Why did they not yeah. buy an arcade well, and then set fire to it? Yeah, <laughs> that probably would have been dangerous. Just That's their next album for arson reasons. I set fire to, to the, the arcade. arcade. So, um, so she heard about this and she to to sort of you know show them that she was not she's not only what she's 
which she shows in her videos, she mm-hmm. went over to them and performed uh, several gospel songs for nice. them. Nice. Yeah. And, Are there uh, videos? Uh, possibly. Mm. Um, yeah. Well, Katy Perry used to be a Christian singer, right? Eh? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, I mean, Katy Perry, I think, is still a Christian. Is she? I believe she is. Apparently, she, is. she prayed before the Super Bowl performance last okay, year. Okay, but yeah. I mean, mm. I read that on ChristianityToday.com. Yeah, I mean, I, <laughs> which I've, makes me instantly skeptical of it. But okay, I know that Perry is not her actual last name. She changed it when she uh, left the CCM world culture back um, before, back when there was still a CCM world culture. <laughs> Cleetons yes. Clearwater Mobile. So it says that after she performed the gospel songs, uh, three out of five of the sisters told the archbishop that the convent should be sold to the singer. So it, nice. does, it doesn't look like it, like it's settled yet. That's a pass though. But it looks like, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. In, yep. Yeah. In high school. Aren't there like, aren't there higher passing requirements for some things? Some things, but aren't there lower like, passing like, requirements that's true. for med school? I think it's uh, it's yeah. higher in med school. No, is med, it higher med in med school? school? Is 50. It's fifty. It's fifty. It's fifty. Yeah. yeah, man. Ah, that's that's really worrisome. If you know yeah. half of everything about the human body, I guess they figure you're doing pretty good. <laughs> that's really worrisome. <laughs> I want my doctors to be better than fifty percent. Well, then I just become don't even a doctor and be better. I'm not going to become a doctor. I don't. Beca- I don't go to doctors either. Someone was. My aunt was saying. I went to the beach with my aunt, and she noticed that there's a large mole on my back, and she was like, "You should really get that checked out." You do out. have a large mole on your it back. It might be cancerous. Yeah. And I was like, nah. "I believe it's a, I believe it's a blind mole." A blind mole? Yeah, one of those, one of those moles that are blind. You know, they can't see. Yeah. Live in the ground. They communicate dig, by sonar. They dig a lot. They've got those like those like uh, tentacles on their nose. Ziz. Do they? Yeah. Gross. Some of them do. They've got, they've got like, yeah, spy, what do they call star-nosed moles? Something like that. Yeah, they've got mm. weird, like... Taylor, can you check that they're out? They're just like whiskers, but they're not actually whiskers. They're oh, like protrusions I think that the moles, in, I think the moles in Redwall had those. Maybe <laughs> some of them, yeah. Also, they, they all talk with, like, Cockney accents, the moles in Redwall. Can we just talk about Redwall for a second? <laughs> Redwall was glorious, Redwall but all, was the, so good. all the books had the same exact storyline. That's fine. <clears> Redwall <throat> was just Game of Thrones with less porn and more mm. animals. Yes. So some some animals are chilling in an abbey. Some crisis occurs. What was someone, the abbey called? Someone must go Red on oh, yeah. an adventure <laughs> involving otters and moles and hares, turnip and tater and beetroot pie and a r e s. They have to get in some sword fights and do something, Not and A-I-R-S. then i r s. They find I mean, there the were thing. hares as well, but they're. Hairs in terms of the animal. I, what, what, weren't the main character? Wasn't the main character a mouse? Usually, I was saying yeah. something. Sometimes the, main, <laughs> sometimes the main character was a badger. Uh, the main character, like the original main character, was a mouse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah, the bad guy was a rat. And he had a no. Bike. The bad guy was a cat. Was he? Wait. No. Which one are there you thinking of? There was probably the 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 one that had a knife on his tail. The original is called Redwall. Okay, so that's fine. the original. Yeah, yeah. Clooney. Wasn't Clooney? he Clooney the Scourge? Okay, I don't Something remember. Something like that, yeah. I think I it was Clooney the Scourge. Well. Did you guys ever watch the Teletoon animated Yeah, it was good shit. That was great. No. I loved when they cut Asmodeus, the snake, in half, and his body just looked like meat on the inside. That was the first time <laughs> I found out you could eat snake. Oh, yeah? My dad ate a python once in Brazil. His like bus ran over it with a car. Wow. With a car. He, he, was, he was in a bus, and they ran over this gigantic python. The bus had a, also a car in front of it that he yes, uses to run over that pythons. <laughs> but then the bus driver just got out and was like, oh, good python, and like took it on board and then cooked it up for everybody. On the bus? No, like afterwards, okay. when they got yeah. to their destination. That makes a lot more sense. Which sounds, I mean, apparently my dad says it tastes like chicken, but apparently everything tastes like chicken because chicken tastes like everything. I think that if you have a trained palate, probably 
everything doesn't taste like chicken. I don't know. I, I think that that's just the default response. It's like people who say that like... I know that Taylor's palate is really refined. So Taylor, does everything taste like chicken to you? Why is that something you know? <laughs> <laughs> um, I made that up. So yeah. Tom is making musicy strummy. So sounds. I think. Well, I know uh, you have to thanks, be next door in like five minutes. So I think we should wrap. Uh, thanks for listening to the up for Dis- up for discussion podcast this year. Uh, it was good to be back <laughs> to the old format. <laughs> we'll be back in twenty sixteen. Did I say this year? <laughs> <laughs> this week. This also the end of this, this year. season, and we'll be back after these important messages and fourteen yeah. episodes of Game of Thrones. In a world. <laughs> Where cherry tomatoes are shaped more like small peppers than like cherries. There is one man who is man enough to face the challenge. Simon Peltier. These tomatoes don't look like cherries. They look like peppers. That's what because is this? they're not tomatoes. They're bobs. Cherry Tomatoes coming out this fall. Don't forget to rate and review the show on iTunes. Follow us all on Twitter at KnowTheOtherSimon, at Tom's Latin, at Acapella Science, at Downward Talking. That was really good. Thanks. I'm getting better. Yeah. So we're going to fade out. Fading out. Now. Young Money. That was the